0: Hi, everybody. So on the chat today, I am having a conversation with Upelisa. Pelisa Mafunda. If I need to say your, your surname, proper, you know. Um, Pelisa <laughs> Mafunda. Pelisa is an author. She is a coach. But she will give you guys hello down because people on this platform, Pelisa, they usually introduce themselves. But for anybody who's hearing us, listening to us, um, I'd like to say thank you for the support. Please continue to, to share, comment. Um, and if you're listening to us for the first time, um, please follow us, subscribe, do all the things that people do on social media. You guys know these things better than I do. So um, I'm glad I've got to Pelisa today. Um, the topic that we're going to cover is very close to my heart because I've walked the walk and yo, shame it's not a very, it wasn't a very nice walk, but I've walked the walk. So today we are going to be talking about healing the wounds of that. And um, before we even get into
1: it, Pelisa, please introduce yourself. Thank you so much. Hi, Impumi. And uh, thank you so much for inviting me to your platform. Um, My name is Pelisa Mafunda. Like you said, I'm an author of the book Healing the Wounds of Debt. Um, I'm also a coach. (laughs) Yeah, there's the book. (laughs) I'm also a coach, a financial wellness coach. Uh, What I basically do to put it in one line, I help people mindfully manage their personal finances. Uh, I also am also an upcoming blogger. Uh, I've recently started blogging about personal finances, uh, financial wellness, and just everything that is about money mindset. I'm very much into people finding peace when it comes to their financial space, because I understand that it's one of the biggest peace takers, if I can put it like that. I love it when I connect with a person, have a conversation with them. And uh, when they leave the conversation, they are in a peaceful state and in a hopeful state.
0: Wow, I love that. Talk to me briefly, you use mindfulness and what what does that actually mean?
1: Uh, Most of the time when we are managing our monies, we are on the autopilot mode, meaning that We do, you know, when you have driven a car for so long to a point that you don't even think about changing down, changing, uh, putting a second gear. When you're stopping, you know you've got to press the brake. You are already on your autopilot. That's because you've trained yourself so much that you don't even have to think about it. And Mm -hmm. sometimes when it comes to money too, we tend to get to that autopilot mode. And most of the time, the autopilot is not even... The things that we want to do, but because we grew up in certain environments and we find ourselves doing the things that our parents had taught us, and we are not in a mindful state. When I say in a mindful state, in a state of where you are conscious about the decisions that you are making. So when I say mindfully manage, I want, I'm talking about you being present with your money and moving together and directing it to where you want it to go without having any regrets. Have you seen people said, I had a thousand rand, I don't know what I did with it. So that person was not mindful when they had that thousand rand with them. So my Mm. job is basically to bring your mind into a state of consciousness and you are aware what you have done with your money. And even if you've used it all, but there aren't any regrets because you have directed it to a place where you want it to go.
0: Wow. That is a mouthful. That is a mouthful. <laughs> and I think before we even get into the detail, so my passion about this topic is is, is mainly dealing because I'm very, I'm very big on people being fulfilled with their lives and mm. their careers. And what I know per se, which is the walk I'm saying I've walked, is that when your money um money story mm-hmm. is not in sync. Everything you're not fulfilled in, in whichever way. And you can't fool yourself and say that you're fulfilled because you're not. So that's the one reason why I'm passionate about this topic. And and for me, it's 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 mainly looking at it from from the people that are starting work from a professional perspective. But even people that have been in work for a long time that are just finding themselves in debt. I think, you know, Maxwell, <laughs> like it's like this thing that doesn't get away from you and 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 I've got so many stories and I can go on and on about it so let me let me not start but I think for me (laughs) being able to to be conscious and as you say to be mindful about where your money is at so that you don't find yourself you learn from some of us that have walked down the road but some of it is deeper and that's the thing, that some of it is also sometimes not just about money. It's about other things, you know. But anyway, before I, yeah, I can, I can say so much because I get quite passionate about the <laughs> subject. You can see, I get very passionate about the subject. So <laughs> I think, Pelissa, start for me. Like, let's define debt. You know, I'm a finance student. I was taught this good debt, bad debt. What does that
1: mean? Like, what does it mean? <laughs> well, unfortunately, school doesn't give us the, the, real, the real deal behind the money. You know, I'm mm-hmm. also a finance student. I've got a bachelor's of accounting. But I understand debit-credit balance and this, but when it comes to personal finances, no one, no one goes in and says, yeah, you're going to start working, you will uh, meet these people, they will sell you this and make it look beautiful, but at the end of the month, you're going to have to pay it. And uh, no one says uh, you need to understand things, simple things like budgeting. What does budgeting mean? Uh, what, what, why do you need to budget Nobody teaches uh, people that. It's only like now where you find there's people who openly talk about money and they are not in the in the professional schooling system, if I can put it like that. They are just mm-hmm. are like sharing. It's us sharing our stories because we've seen walked the path and experienced the pain and had the courage of asking the question why. Because I always feel that if you ask a question, like. I don't like the situation. Why is it happening? Then that's when Mm -hmm. you start uh, getting curious into digging in deep and understanding. And you get so shocked when you find the answers like the subconscious mind controls 90% of the things that we do. And you're like, what subconscious mind? And, you know, you start. And you start to learn. And when you then now start to see the truth in this, the subconscious mind controls whatever that you are doing, 90% of what you are doing, you might consciously want to change. But if your subconscious mind sees this as a danger, it will protect you. So you've got to first make it feel comfortable with your subconscious mind to change it. Then you get those aha moments. But, But why I was never taught this? Because... This is very important. This is the driver of my life, you know. And if I don't know how to to operate this system, how am I supposed to, you know, get to the destination? So, it's it's really like deeper as you said. It's deeper than than what we are told. It's deeper than the the finance class that you go to, it's in the mind and it's, it's, it's from the childhood and more than the childhood, from our ancestors, from generation to generation, it gets passed on. And for us to move on and heal, we need to, to stop the blame game and say, I'm in this problem because my, my parents failed this. Nobody failed anything. It's just uh-huh, that the they didn't leave us inheritance, please. Huh? Ah, the it's it not mm-hmm. their fault. They, all, <laughs> they also inherited, you know, the lack from their great-grandparents. There was a day I was speaking about no matter how much we want to run away from the fact that we are a generation that has been produced by people who were forced to be slaves. So a part of us, there's a part of us that has slavery that we need to heal from, you know, because the, the, the belief system that has been passed from us, it's, it, it's, you know, some of them were forced to our parents and to our great grandparents. And at the time, mm-hmm. they were not privileged enough to stand up and say, no, I'm not doing this. No, I can't do this, you know, mm-hmm. yes. Wow. Okay, but
0: I I hear all that and and like I wish somebody, and this is the one thing I've always said, I wish somebody would have had these conversations with me before I started working. And unfortunately, these conversations weren't there. You know what I mean? There was just this assumption that you now you're a graduate, you're starting a work and... There are big banks that then come and sell you all their graduate programs and you've got a credit card and you've got an overdraft and you're good to go, right? Yes.
1: What happens
0: from me who comes from Nduba Duba and come from a township school? Money. Money has presented itself. Excitement. Mm. I've got no understanding of good debt, bad debt.
1: Like, like,
0: what do I know? I don't know any better, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and I get angry. As, and now I'm laughing about it, but I really get, like, worked up about. I think there's a way that we, we could have been taught about some of these things. And, and, and we weren't. So now we, we must take a higher space of really then having these conversations and be open about them. And, and so that our kids mm. don't do exactly what we did and break this generational conversation that you're talking about. But anyway, let's start. Mm. Good debt, bad debt. What does that mean? <laughs> Yo, yeah.
1: Oh my God! I always laugh. You've read my book. I've got a totally different explanation of good and bad debt. And. It's, it's one explanation that um, uh, people don't always find it popular. But for me, it's not about um, what other people think, good debt or bad debt. I think one thing that um, we lack is teaching people about perception and understanding that we are individuals with different needs and um, individual things that are going to satisfy us and that are going to take us forward Mm. you know so someone like i'm making the example when i was growing up uh we were told that buying a house is a good debt but what if i don't have a family i only have me and my two kids and we don't need a five-bedroomed house, you know. By now, because the society believes that the bigger the house, the better the debt, (laughs) you know, Uh, uh, then I have somehow made it in life, you know. Then I will then make a bad decision of buying a huge bedroomed house that I'm only going to occupy as a residential place, not a property that I can rent out and make money out of it because that mm. part was never explained. The only part that was explained was better property, and then that's a good um, way of making debt. But mm. if then now the instalment of um, of a debt is he- of that house is heavy on me and giving me sleepless sleepless nights. Twenty years. Um, Um, forever and she has worried how am I going to pay this and the house still needs taking care um, weekly or monthly or yearly maintenance and all of that and I'm not Mm. you know, in a comfortable space. Then the good debt that was explained by either my teacher or someone that I look up to uh, when they were saying buying a house is a good debt is not so good to me because it's not making me feel um, comfortable, and then there is uh, someone who's out there who will go, I buy a, a car, and because there is this narrative in the society that you can't buy a car, car a car depreciates, um, a car uh, it has a wear and tear, it will lose its value, and, and all of the things that you, you know uh, that people say about a car, but for mm-hmm. me, I take that car, I use it as, a, as an Uber, just to you know get it rented out and it gives me an income or maybe not even for an income it's it's going to work to my advantage that when i get to work i get to be early i don't get to 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 be stuck in a in a traffic or if i'm starting out a business i will get on time on the Oh, you know, on business meeting, imagine you are going to a business meeting with a to- with laptop and everything. You are in a taxi. The taxi driver keeps on going forward and seeing someone and then reverses uh, the and all of that. And then you get into the meeting, you are all waked up, looking all unprofessional and all of that. So a person might say a car is a bad debt, but if it's for good use to me, that that is not a bad debt, you know? So basically is is about what the debt will do to you. What how is it going to make you feel? What benefit is the debt going to do to you? Then that's when you can say it's good or it's bad. Because if it's making you feel uncomfortable, it's giving you sleepless nights, it's you know, it's taking away joy from you. No matter how much the society praises that debt, it's not good to you. It's bad to you. So for me, I always say we need to work on our perceptions, on our individual perception and understand who you are, what you want, what is it that's going to make um, you live a better life, what is going to make you strive in, in, in whatever that you're trying to do, then go for that debt. But if it's for recognition, for people who are going to say she has made it in life, well done mm-hmm. it's, it's not for me it's but basically for all the external um factors that go, are going That's to validate me. my success um then we need to go back to the drawing board and ask yourself do i really need to do this i remember there was a time gold credit cards were trending when i started to work but yeah. no one you, you you would take that credit card not because you need it but because you want to when you get to a grocery shop, take out the credit card, swipe it, <laughs> you know, then that that is better. Is the black one. take out the black now one. It's black, and now we are in the black and the, you know, so it's really about understanding why you're doing this. How does it make you feel? And is it giving you any kind of a progress in life? whatever aspect of your life but obviously we want the thriving to be on the financial side because when you thrive financially it's kind of not so difficult to thrive in other parts of your life
0: yeah no and 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 I think I, I get what you're saying um because and that thriving for me talks to that fulfillment part of everything and anything that you're doing and, and it feels like a three-legged pod when there's one leg that is not thriving. It tilts. Yes. And, and, and yes. there's discomfort and there's unfulfillment, there's unhappiness and all sorts of things that comes with that. And, and I hear you about the dead. At, at least if some of these explanations as we were there when some of us started working, it would have made a difference <laughs> because, because at least we would go back and, and kind of measure the temperature. Why am I doing this? Is it making me feel, is it just for me? Like, you know, all those temperature checks would have been there, but anyway, that spilled milk, it's happened, it's done. <laughs> I'm just laughing at the way you keep on saying, I, if we were told, if we were told. my Bob Elisa, you've got no idea. Got I know, no idea. I've been there. <laughs> like, 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 you come out of university, now you've got this credit card that has got Five thousand or ten thousand rand. How much are you earning at that point in time? You are a graduate. Mm. Maybe you're earning like three thousand nine hundred rand or five thousand rand. Yes, that's and where we all this, Exactly. Now you've got this overdraft, and it's like, wow, I'm swimming in
1: cash. <laughs> at least you're talking about a credit card. I was earning four thousand five hundred rand, and I went on and bought a car where I was paying. Just close to 70% of my salary. <laughs> and, wow. and I don't know how I survived, really. I'm still like, when I look back and think, how did I how did I survive this phase where I was paying 1,869 rent for an installment and then 750 on an insurance? I still needed petrol. I still needed to rent out because I had decided I'm a grown-up now, so I'm moving out.
0: <laughs> Yo
1: i don't know how i paid rent grocery and all of that so you know we are coming out from from such experiences hence i felt very strongly about writing the book and i was like you know what um if i can help even if it's like 10 people not go through the same trap that i went through that you know i would have done something
0: no 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 and and i
1: can relate for that for me, that's the thing. This
0: is why I have these conversations. And because I've got a personal story around, around debt. And my personal story around debt is, is the fact of just repeating the cycle. You know, those store cards that you pay, even the credit cards that you pay off, you, you consciously tell yourself, I'm going to pay it off. And you do. And you think yes. you're done. Yes. And then. A few months later, you're thinking, what the hell? You're back in the same cycle. Like, Bo. Like, what's up with this? Like, what's up with this? And, and you, get to, you get to a point where you're older and you've been working for so long and you, you have to have a serious conversation with yourself. Look yourself in the mirror and go, I'm still paying a credit card from when I started work, and you've been getting um, the balance, whatever, they keep increasing it, and it's all good. But at the end, you still have to pay it back. And, and for me, that's when it became clear, um, Pelisa, that this wasn't about money. It became very clear that it wasn't about money. The question was then to figure out what was it about. So mm. speak to me about that. Speak to me about what are the things that cause you to have to be in this repetitive cycle of debt or just to put yourself in debt in the
1: first place? You know, when when we started this conversation, I spoke about uh, the subconscious mind, that it controls 80, 90% of our outcomes, but we don't know that. We we never talked about that. So in the book, I cover the the wounds, the wounded part, the parts where I speak about the actual wounds, that is the psychological reasons that get people into debt. You know, other than the 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 valid reasons, I'm saying valid because um they are not so valid if you don't understand that there is something that is bigger than what you see in the eye. You know, it's just the valid reason like The fact that um, it all of a sudden got cold and you didn't have a proper jacket that you then decided, let me go and use this store card to get it. Now that sounds valid, but there's something bigger that is driving that. So your balance was already 200 rand and now you're taking it back to 1,500 because you suddenly need a jacket that, you know, is is going to be suitable for whatever event that you're going to and you don't have cash now you have to go back to to the store and use the same credit card that you were so consciously ready to close (laughs) so in the book i speak about the childhood childhood patterns childhood wounds where i say how we are raised and the stories that we see around money we take those patterns and then we implement them when we are now adults. My mm. story, when I was a child, I grew up, uh, my mother used to work and then she all of a sudden lost a job and there was no source of income. Um, then as time like goes on, there was small smaller income that afforded us just food. Luckily at the time, the basic need for people was food. But it was not enough. So what would happen is at home, uh, I used to stay with my grandmother. What would happen is we would buy the grocery at the month end. It would last us for two weeks. Then the the remaining two weeks of the month, I I was the only child at the time. So I would be sent out to the next door to borrow maize meal, borrow amafuta, you know, ask for food portions just to last us for the month. So Mm -hmm. the child, me, you know, took that pattern and registered it in the subconscious mind. I hated it with so much passion. But there's this thing that I've learned is that uh, the stronger the feeling towards whatever, the more your mind absorbs that. So it doesn't matter whether the, the, the feeling is negatively strong or positively strong, positively the mind strong. will just absorb mm. that, yes. So I hated that process so much. I vowed that I'm never going to go through this again. But le- now listen to the impact that this very strong um, hate I had for this did to me. When I started mm. to work, I started to work, And uh, things were going okay up until, like I said, I decided to buy a car with a zero kind of salary. And um, then I started to see a trend repeating itself. But now it was not in the form of food, it was in the form of money. I would receive my salary um, uh, on the 20th. Then by the 7th, I was like totally flat broke, zero or negative balance. Then I would have to then now borrow from the credit card, from the stock fails, um, we had local stock files, or from a person, you see. Now, that um, behavior that I I absorbed at a younger age was showing itself in a different dress code. I always say that um, these things, they usually show themselves dressed in a different dress code. What you need to pay attention to is the pattern. Does it look is uh, it showing itself in this different dress code, but leading me to the same result. So the, it was leading me to the same result of having money for two weeks. Then the remaining two weeks, I'm surviving on uh, borrowed money. Then towards the month end, I uh, when I get paid, I've got to now take this money back uh, to the people that I owed, which was exactly the same. On the day when the grocery was arriving at home, then my grandmother would take in five liter, you know, so this is the same challenge, it's just that it's dressed in a different form or in a different Mm. dress code. So I then needed to sit down with myself and ask myself, what is going on, like, I said asking the question why and not wanting to justify the reason because I could easily I could have easily said, why am I in this challenge? And I could have had an answer that I needed food, I needed transport money, I needed yeah. this. So I would have justified the reasons, which was then now would be me robbing myself the true answer of what was really going on. So that's the childhood. So that's just an example of the childhood. Then I speak of the ancestral. That one, that one it, it speaks so much to my heart because I've seen it in so many families. Like Bumi, there's families where it's known, Uguti, Amandombazana, um, I'm married to a Kambule clan. <laughs> I'm married to a Kambule clan. clan. Yes, the clan. <laughs> and um, where I stay, uh, the, it's just natural, Uguti, the Kambule ladies um, hardly get married. And um, they they somehow very proud of it, and they are brothers. They are such good husbands. For some reasons, Jay, where I have seen um, around the wives, uh, that the girls are they make not so good wives. God, I hope ah, I I'm support. not owning that one. I am not <laughs> owning that. One. I, I, that's me too. I said I'm not owning that. <laughs> so for some reasons um, they feel so proud uh, about that. They, it makes them like, I tina as charge, tina. It makes, it, you know, they, they feel so proud. But it's only that side of the love life part that, you know, we pay attention to. And then we then ignore other aspects of life like money. We wouldn't look at how my grandmother or my grandfather was behaving when they had money. During mm. our, uh, our great-grandparents' time, a person would go to back, get uh, a job, disappear for years, and then come back uh, when they are now already broke. We say in our clan, in uchipile. Our, um, I don't know what is it in English. Yeah. No, no, I don't know what it is in English. <laughs> Yeah, but so yeah, we say cheapy, but like you have lost everything. everything, yeah. Yes, yeah. when they've lost everything and they only come back now broke and the wife has to take care of them because it's the father of their kids and what and what. Then now we are in a, 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 in a, in a place where we will still find proper jobs in our remote areas, but the person will take a, the exact behavior of a father who has gone to Joback, not come back, but they are here, they are here physically. But when they have money, they've got nothing to show. They either disappear with their money and come back five days later, or they come back every day, but they are still not contributing like financially. You can't, just, you can't point anything that they are doing. So that behavior has been transferred, transferred from their father to them. And unless you look at it and decide to change um, and be like, okay, it stops with me as this generation or it stopped with my father. I'm not taking this and going forward. This is the kind of um, the, the way I want my family or my generation, my future generation to live. You're not mm. going to change it. So you need to bring it to your awareness and ask and go and ask, how was this family um, behaving when it comes to money? Uh, we know mm. Abba they never left us any uh, any inheritance, but we are deciding to change that narrative of the story. We're not saying they were wrong, they were did what, right, but we are saying it stops with me. But you cannot change it if you're not paying attention and you are, you know, carrying on with your life as if nothing happened. So we are a generation that needs to bring these unconscious behaviors to a conscious level and decide to plant something new in our subconscious mind so that our kids move forward with an improved you know, state of mind where yeah. they don't follow these bad habits that lead us to Unending debt. Um, they don't inherit debt because sometimes a child would go work and still have to carry over uh, you know, of their families. So those are mm-hmm. the two that I feel they are very uh very powerful and we have you know very much little control if we do not want to pay attention. And then um mm-hmm. the other ones where I speak about the fear of money uh fear of money always makes me laugh because no one wants to admit that they are scared of money but the truth is uh 80 percent of us are scared Mm -hmm. of money because of the way money was introduced to us because Mm -hmm. of the daily stories we see i still i still maintain that the stories that we see in our media that is exposing uh, people, who, he, those that are using money, they've got to be either corrupt um, drug dealers and all of that. So those are the people that are, are, are going to be rich. So a person, you would be celebrating a person and saying, uh, so-and-so has has money, they've made it, you know, they, they've made this big money. And then you're saying it to someone who will have a reason as to why they have this money. No, there is. They are politicians, their father is, you know, they are connected to this, no, they are selling drugs. You can't just openly celebrate someone who has money without looking for a reason behind why they have money. So when you have that fear of saying people who get money, they either have to be corrupt or uh, do things that are bad, your subconscious mind, remember what I said, You you might consciously want things, but if your subconscious mind feels this is dangerous to us, then it's going to block you. So no. the fear of money will show itself by on the day your money comes into your account, you are all stressed out, you don't want you, you can't sleep. Have you heard the song that says <laughs> <laughs> Those things we might joke about it, but it's real. Your mind is working so hard figuring out how do we get rid of this thing that is evil, that is corrupting our mind, that is going to make you this corrupt. So how are you going to get rid of it? You'll get rid of it by signing up for things that are going to debit in the in the month. And uh you see on the paydays long queues at the retail stores, at the um, restaurants, at the at the you know pubs and bars and people would be celebrating the, the fact that they've they've been paid but unconsciously they just want to get rid of this money so that they become peaceful and most of the time i know this from from me when when before i, I was exposed to this information when i had money in my account I would just be unstable. Just be unstable, you know. It wouldn't be the most peaceful days, you know. In in my in my space, I would have to think how do I spend it until it's finished, and then when there's nothing, I'm happy. I am able to smile. I'm less irritable. Like like really. So we try to get rid of money because subconsciously we are scared. We, we are, you know, we, we fear uh, having money because we have associated money as this thing that um, when I grew up, my grandmother used, used to say, um, meaning um, it's, it's the root of all evil. I can still hear her voice saying it like that and she would say it so strongly and so passionately you know it stayed in my headspace for a very long time until I had to sit and ask myself "But why would God need us to or give us the means to live with money and yet uh, money is the root of all evil because isn't it said that God is love why would he want mm-hmm. us to need money for us to survive? Why, w- why is he not giving us other things that are not so evil? And that's when mm-hmm. I started to question. And obviously, uh, I discovered that, you know, that is not true. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's how you acquire your money uh, and losing yourself and losing who you are that will then make you an evil person. And if uh, you believe that you've got to be a bad person for you to acquire money, you are obviously going to um, acquire money that way. But if yeah. you, you understand that money is just the tool that gives us the things that we want or affords us the things that we want that make us happy, then you will acquire it in the correct way and it will grow and uh, you will stop being scared of it. Yeah. Wow. I think
0: those are, are quite powerful, and and as I say, we do not get taught these things, right? And <laughs> um, you were we were taught debits and credits, and we were taught that we needed to get out of school and go work to make money. But I think that psychology behind the money is not something that we were privy to. We now it makes sense because you see it, you look, think back, you see the patterns, you 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 see the the what you've gone through so it it really makes sense Mm. but how do you get somebody who's starting out not to even find themselves in debt like what does that look like
1: (laughs) um you know i've got a 21 day online course that i i feel so passionate about because it speaks about perceptions i feel this 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 thing of knowing and identifying who you are and what speaks to you and um, being able to be you within the crowd and uh, not following the crowd is what then makes you to make better decisions. But then I then say then the corporate people or the, the, the employers, they also have a responsibility to take this information, this information that is not in the books and, and, and give it to people that they hire. And it's not even, it's for the, for the interest of both parties because when you are starting out to work, you are excited, you are happy, you are productive. And the reason that the, the company is hiring a person is so that the person gets productive at work. Now, yeah. when you have this person who is now stuck in debt, frustrated, unhappy, you take away the productivity in them. So mm. I, 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 I want to challenge the people who are employers to, to, to have this, conversation this type of a conversation with people of you know our likes there's there's a lot of people who who are doing this kind of education and give them a workshop a full day workshop just to work on the mind but let's say now uh, your company is uh, unfortunately not doing this kind of work or uh, not appointing people like us to just do a workshop when they are starting um What I think is important is for you as a person who's still starting out, pay attention to your behaviors and to your habits and understand that, you know, um, in money, your own money, patience is the key. This thing Mm -hmm. of wanting to have everything at once is what is going to lead you to debt because if you're earning 20,000 Rand and you want to have a TV. A couch, a, a flat, a car, and this and that and that, you're obviously not going to get that with one month's salary. So yeah. um, and people will read, um, what how do I put this? The 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 shops that are selling these things, they they understand how people behave. So yeah. they get the data on the people that are newly employed, and they then contact them to offer them solutions. But if mm. you understand and you know what you want, why you are here, and what you want to achieve, it will be easy for you not to get tempted into signing that contract, because the fact that you qualify, it does not mean that you can afford. You know, you need to understand that the fact that you qualify, it does not mean that you, you can afford. Then you need, you have a responsibility to sit down and, 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 and um, there's this thing that um, is trending on the budgeting that says 50, uh, uh, 30, 20, but we're not talking about that today. But you need to sit down and budget and sit down how much you're going to need, how much you're going to save, um, what is it that you want to achieve um, in the long run. Where do you see yourself in the next five years in the financial space? How are you going to get there? And one thing I can assure you, debt is not going to get you there. Um, because when you sign up on a debt, especially retail debt, retail debt is the, um, you know, your, your, your furniture shops, your, your clothing shops, your credit card, your, you know, That kind of debt, it has the highest percentage in terms of interest. So, you know, if you're taking 15,000, just know you're going to return it double um, to whoever is giving you. You're not going to pay anything less than 100% of what you have taken. So you need to understand that, sit down and ask yourself, and obviously learn about personal finances. You're not going to get it in in, in a formal education, but you will definitely get it on, on, uh, on, on Google. Ask Google, go there, understand who you are, and you are going to win the race, and you're going to, you know, your journey is not going to be the same as, you know, our journey where we found out later when we were already trapped Ubuti, this is a trap.
0: Yo, and a serious trap, Shem, a serious one that can take you years to come out. Mm. And and when you do come out, you still then go dig back because you you haven't dealt with the fact of asking yourself why do you keep behaving the same way? What mm. void are you trying to fulfill? What, what are you, you haven't what you trying to achieve? Mm, or, what, mm. what vow did you say to yourself? So, this yes. is my vow, which I discovered when I started working on myself. And I can vividly remember it. Your pelicide actually makes my heart sore. But <laughs> I made a vow when I, when I started off, and my vow was, <laughs> so I'm not afraid of that. This is me telling myself, I am not afraid of that because if I can afford it every month, it's fine. Isn't that logical? Yeah. i logical person. <laughs> Isn't that logical? If, if I'm able to pay back the 2,000 rent every month, in my head, that's okay. I'm affording this debt. Hmm. But then you keep paying, and then other things are happening in your life then you're running out of money and then you and and that when with that vow what usually happens is that that show up every time you need it
1: mm, mm, mm. So every time and it you becomes need a solution it,
0: and it becomes a solution because mm, every mm. time you need the, the 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 money you get that letter that says you've been pre-approved
1: mm, wara, mm, wara, wara. Mm.
0: and you're mm. like yes God answered me <laughs> oh! <laughs> Anyway, (laughs) now I I sit back and I laugh at it, but it's the one thing that if I were to live my life again, like God forbid I were to live my life again, (laughs) that money story would totally change in my life Mm. because Mm. I think that pattern, and, and I needed to get to a point of understanding that why does this keep happening? How do you keep paying the same store card three, four times? Yeah, doesn't make sense. Ten and years. by the time, by the time you close it, I'll tell you the story. By the time you close it, you get a letter from that retailer. I'm not going to mention names <laughs> where they say, "We are sorry to see you leaving us after 20 years." And you're like, "Oh my God, what's it? <laughs> Has it been that long?" <laughs> And you've been playing it over and over again. So so I can I can relate to those stories. So I think I think my question to you, Pelisa, is so you become you become aware of the pattern, right? Mm-hmm. If you're somebody who's already maybe finding yourself in debt. Mm. What do you need to do to make sure that you you clean yourself up? Because it's an addition more than anything. How do you <laughs> clean yourself up?
1: Oh, you heal. <laughs> what am I healing? <laughs> what am I healing? You're healing the wounds. <laughs> you heal and um the truth of the matter is everyone has a money story. That is so true. Even it it's, it can either be good or bad. But unfortunately with our uh, generation, we we have like a higher percentage of people with bad money stories. I can even uh, think that with my kids, um, uh, they would have a better money story, but they will need to do some sort of healing at some point. And um, for me, healing uh, uh, is not even about any ritual things, anything heavy. Healing is bringing the thing that needs to your awareness. Let me make an example with with my one. So when I started to heal my childhood story, I obviously had asked myself, okay, what is going on? Then the story showed itself up so clearly, I cried. This thing that I had vowed that I'm not going back to, but I'm repeating the same thing. Um, So you bring the story to your awareness and you see you need to be honest with yourself. You can decide not to be honest with everyone else, but you need to be honest with you for it to happen. So to be honest with you is sitting and looking at the story and be like, okay, so this is me. I had this contribution. Remove the blame game. I can't be blaming um, the company that decided it's the end of the, of, the, of the contract with my mother. I can't blame my grandmother for, for the way she was doing things because she was doing things based on even herself with the stories that she had inherited from her own parents. So the first thing is to bring this thing into awareness. And then you decide, you write down um, something very powerful for me, journaling. This is the story. This is the current um, state of me, and this is how this story is playing out. And then you decide how to then want your story to, to, to play out going for uh, forward. Now, this is a part of a very powerful healing uh, process. Obviously, there is, um, there is, you know, things like medita- meditation where we speak about rewiring our brain, um, you know, making... Um, the body know that okay, Pelisa, mm-hmm. you were here. Now um, you feel this is the safe way of doing things, but this this is no longer serving me. Um, it's time for us to let this thing go. You know, so it's a process alone the meditation part, but the 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 journaling. Then you write down how do you then now want this story to unfold going forward. Uh, one of the things that I did was, for me, I need to train my mind to get used to having the money from the first of the month up to the um, last day of the month. Obviously, when I started, I would have uh, the mind creating emergencies for me. I would put aside a thousand rand, and I would be like, I'm not going to touch this money. And um, three weeks, I'll hold on maybe for, after two weeks, I'll hold on for just two, three days. Then on day four, something like would like show up, show up now, 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 now uh, and that I will need to access this money. And um, mm. because now I was away and also aware of the mind trick, I would then uh, take a pause and ask myself, do I really need uh, to access this money? Can't mm. this thing that looks like this emergency can't it wait so what yeah. would happen if I were not to attend to this thing you know then mm-hmm. um it will it would get interrupted so I call that process a petting interrupt where you interrupt a petting of a bad habit uh, you can mm-hmm. do it in just about anything if you are a person who's uh, has an, an a problem with alcohol get addicted and Whenever you're facing frustration, you just need to quickly get that glass of wine or that. You can always ask yourself, so what if I I were not to take this one, would I die? You know. or well, there's a coach yeah. who see, who always tell me, Penis, are you not going to die? You know. So, um, you you start there, you delay, and then you 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 interrupt the process it will then start to grow little by little. Um, So with me, I started placing uh, this thousand rand when I could see which I'm creating emergencies. Then I started to move it to um, one of the accounts that I couldn't transfer it immediately back to my transactional account. Then what I would then do is um, when I feel anxious of not having money, because sometimes, I would borrow money not because I needed it like now, 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 but I was just anxious about a zero balance in my account. So what I would then do is every time I feel anxious, I'll just log into my banking app and I'll see the balance of this amount, even though it's not available to me, but my mind is registering uh, having money in my account from the first day up to the last day of the month. And it's then getting used to this. And then it sees that, Actually, this is not dangerous. Actually, this is making us happy. And then it started to give me ideas on how I can generate more, how I can grow, and all of that. So, really, it starts with the mind. The healing process starts with the mind and you being open to, to you know, to the suggestion that I've just said now. Because I remember I was doing a coaching session with us with this other lady. She just said, you're speaking from a place of privilege. And I was like, but I was not privileged. Um, It's not something that I was born with. I opened my mind to these suggestions, and then I saw that they are working. So you need to have an open mind of allowing uh, the people that are guiding you, the people that are saying, we have been through this, but this is what we did. And this has, you know, assisted us. So that's the first step of healing. Bring your thing, your 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 challenge to awareness, and um, change the habit. Uh, write it down, and you 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 know interrupt the pattern when it shows. Because like I said, when you're driving a car, your mind will know we need to change j- change down now, and this is where we're heading. Every morning, this is where we're heading. And when you find a new job, you might find yourself taking a detour, going to the old job, and then the mind remembers, oh, I'm, I've changed the job now. This is where I, I have to go. So you will have mm-hmm. some um, detours, but you need to keep your mind focused and knowing what is it, what is my goal? And be aware when it shows up with, oh, no, this is you, but now you're coming up, uh, showing yourself in a different um, dress code, but this is still you because at the end of the day, you are going to lead me to taking out this money using it or to using this credit card money or anything like that, you know. Yeah. That's, no, I one, think that's, that's the, one of many. <laughs> that's yeah. one of many. But I feel that's the one very practical one. That's one um, that anyone can do without having to pay a coach. Um, you, you can do it now. You can implement it now, you know. Now it's it's yeah. the now solution. Yeah, but I think I think that
0: ability of of admitting to yourself what's making you uncomfortable is the is mm. the is the first point to to that healing process. Because yes. if you don't take a step back, and even and 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 also the conversation around knowing yourself that well, as you were saying before, and know mm. what are your values when it comes to money, you know. Mm. And if mm. your values, when it comes to money, it's about security, it's about success, and it's about all these things, then ideally you want to always have money. And when you don't have money, mm. then you'll definitely have a sense of discomfort. And, mm. and then mm. having an honest conversation with yourself to say, why, why am I uncomfortable? What is causing this? Mm. Because when you ask the mm. why questions, Then you start digging deeper. You start scraping and going deeper to say, it's because of this, maybe this, but at least you can keep asking yourself questions. And I like the journaling thing. So I Mm. went through the process of of journaling and meditation. And then a whole lot of things came up that I think I had not actually even thought about and even realized that were happening. And that for me was the most powerful Mm and and the other thing becomes as well then what do you do about it because if you're not going to do anything about it then it's like okay what's the point
1: <laughs> what's the point yes yes
0: <laughs> yeah it becomes a waste of time
1: that's, so it yeah, that's that's unloved- the that's the changing sorry, that's the part now where you change the habit because you can't say bring it to awareness and continue with the same thing. That's where now you start to change your habits. And um, I always say, Write down, write them down, write the habits, that the new habits, write them down so that your mind register them. To say it by by head, oh, okay, this is what I do, this is what I'm going to do. You, you're not you know taking it serious, but when you're writing it down, these are my old habits, these are the new habits, and this is the path that I want to follow, then uh, your mind is going to register it.
0: Yeah, no, no, I agree. I used to, back in the day, I used to buy a lot of CDs, a lot. I used to have like stacks and stacks of of, of CDs. And then the one day I looked through my CDs, like half of the CDs were not there. It was just covers, literally just covers. Ah. Because everybody takes to their cars and they're playing and it's all over the place. And I Mm. remember writing down to say, as of today, I'm stopping to buy CDs. Literally decided that... (laughs) I love my music and everything else, but as of today, I'm done. And I made that decision that day. And I thought, yes. if at all I will have to buy music, I'll buy digital because things were starting to go digital. I'll buy digital, mm-hmm. but I totally decided that was it. And and the journaling part, um, I'm now into it, but I've got a story about journaling, but that's a story for another day. Like I never <laughs> used to believe in journaling. I was like, What's
1: this like why? <laughs> but, but I but have yeah, I was never a journaling a person. I, I was last week I was having a, an interview with a person who asked me uh, was I a reader or am I a reader? I'm like I was never even a reader. So these are the new things that <laughs> these are the new things that we are picking up. but the good thing about is that we see the transformation of doing those of doing these things. Because we would think journaling is for certain people. Um, I grew up in a deep rural area where seeing a magazine, you know, was, um, was a big thing. And what I would do when I have a magazine, I would go to a directory section just to laugh. So for me, <laughs> that, that, was what, that was the only thing I was reading. So there was nothing to write. No one told me that journaling is a good thing. But when we start to do these things, we then start to see the transformation in our lives. That is then um, we see it, it, we take it to our responsibility to share with other people and say, be open-minded, try it, and you will see the shift and and the transformation. Wow, I I really like this. So
0: so let's say you've, Got into debt, you've decided enough is enough, I'm done with this. And you go through this healing process. You are away you are meditating, you are journaling, you are really then taking yourself this process. And this process is not an overnight process. You've nice, got, nice. let's just say, you've got a 500,000 rand debt out there. You're not mm. going to pay it off tomorrow, right? And mm. mm. um, it's a process, but it needs consistency, right? Mm. Mm. So so, how do you how do
1: you stay the cause? Um, determination, but there is something that I've seen. Once you heal, the numbers no longer matter. Once okay. you start healing and you understand that you have healed, you 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 go on with the joy of knowing I'm not going back there. You know, and um, the 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 thousand rand reduction towards your debt is, you know, it, it drives you. It drives you to keep on going. You, you, for me, I feel that you need to have an emotional support around you because mm-hmm. it's not an overnight thing. It can be challenging. The mind will be in a state of shock where it's like, "Waka, what are we doing now? This is how we live. This is, this is how we do things. So you need that emotional uh, support around you. You need the people, uh, even if it's just one person, where you will just share with them the goals. And um, when you detour, you can have that go-to person that's, you know what, ngani or you know what, coach, this is what I'm going through now. So that they then bring you back to that um, higher state where you wanted to start. So for me, Emotional support is very important. Then mm-hmm. obviously look into your life, uh, look at the things that um, you, know, you can sell just to reduce, uh, take that money and, and, and take it towards your debt. Um, if you can find ways to support your income, especially if um, you are so deep it's, it's, you, it's unbreathable. I don't know if that, that word is correct, but <laughs> you are in a space where you just cannot breathe anymore. It, it, it's so you can, you can easily slip into depression. So open your mind again to finding a second income to boost your salary and then have an intention of saying this extra amount of money, I'm going to be using it to pay um, off my debt. And um, obviously celebrate yourself, celebrate the little successes that you have. They're going to keep you, um, you know, In in, we're not forever on highs. Uh, we're um, We're not taking these chemicals that are going to keep us forever on highs. So we have a responsibility to pick ourselves up, you know, every now and then. And if mm-hmm. you're going to, say, pay pay your debt in a way that's going to feel punishable to you, I promise you, you're going to go back because you're going to be angry and say, yo, why am I living like this? And then you go back harder than before. So celebrate the the, the, the milestones that you're going through. Pick yourself up. Um, take yourself out a... Give it a name. I've just paid off this account. So I'm celebrating this success. So it's going to give you uh, the drive of going on and on and on. But I have covered like um, a couple of steps in the book where I speak about how to get out, what to look for, um, you know, the traps that might show themselves as solutions, and yet they are not. I have covered that in the book, but for me. You need emotional support. You need to um, start being intentional of I want to pay it off. I want to at some point have um, a positive um, net worth in my name, where my income is more than you know the debt, or where my um, you know money, the money that I have is more, or the assets is more than the debt that I have. So you want mm-hmm. to be, uh, have a positive net worth at some point. So that's going to work by you reducing your debt little by little. So be intentional about that. Find ways, and obviously there's um, there's things probably in a garage that needs to be sold out. Take out those items, sell them, take that money, and go pay off that debt. Um, you know there's there's a there's a there's a couple of ways how you can get yourself out there, but focus, remain focused, and all the time focused and looking at the end goal, you know, how am I going to feel when I have achieved this and bask in that feeling because yeah. it, it's a long journey, it's a long journey if you have a million rand debt don't think you're going to finish it in in, in two years or three years time unless obviously you, you're you taking home 150,000 on a monthly basis then you can finish it off sooner but if you just um, you know, an ordinary South African citizen, uh, where the average is around ten thousand rand, then you just brace yourself for the journey and um, enjoy it. Uh, that was that was one of the things that I never thought it was possible. Enjoy this process and 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 and, and give it, you know, give it the You know, the the time it deserves, because when you rush it, you're going to be anxious and you're going to make mistakes and find yourself going back there. Enjoy it, appreciate it. Then five years time, you will be like, wow, it's paid off. But obviously the part where you enjoy it, it happens when you have done the healing, because now you understand that I'm not going back there again. You know, I'm not going back. I have healed. Yes. No, no,
0: and I get that. And I get I get that. But you know there's there are financial people out there that will talk about cut out things. You must cut out everything that you think is not working for you, that is an expense. And and there's a part of me that doesn't agree with that, you know, because there are things that I love doing. Like there are things that I love mm. doing. And, and as you're saying, mm. you don't want now to be paying it grudgingly back and feeling all miserable because that then also brings another dynamic to the conversation. No, it's not going to like work. If I love my coffee, because most people love mm. coffee, I don't drink coffee. Like I love my chai latte. So I am not going to get rid of my chai latte. I don't care <laughs> who says why. Like that's not <laughs> going to happen. <laughs> but maybe there are other things that I can look at because that gives me joy. That mm, keeps mm. me that keeps me happy. And it and it's not like the 35 Rand that I put towards my child latte is really going to make a huge difference in this. <laughs> maybe even if it accumulates. But thirty-five times three hundred and sixty five Rand. Like I'm not drinking it every day, <laughs> but when I feel for it, I don't want to be put in a position where I think. Oh, now I can't have my child latte. Now I'm all miserable. Because like, uh, no.
1: no, you don't want that. You don't want that. In my family, we we enjoy holidays. We just like going out. It never stopped. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the situation you came of the dead. Ah, yeah. <laughs> but oh, I we planned for it. We accommodated it. Um, you know, there was uh, this client I I was uh speaking to the other day. And I said to her, because she wanted to stop everything, uh, stop her life, uh, you know, just so that she can focus on this. I said to them, you know what? The institutions that give us money, there's human people, there's you human beings, they they understand the only thing that you need to do is to speak to them and um, do something that is going to, you know, whatever arrangement that you're going to make with them, make it in a way that... When you pay it, it doesn't, it doesn't pain you and you end up cursing this thing and you end up, um, you know, being angry. Because at the end of the day, these people helped you in the time of need. There was a point where you needed them. And at that time, your mind only knew nothing but Uh, the option of going to them. It's not like your mind presented you with other options and then you then said, "Uh, this is where I go. Your mind presented you with this option and you made the best decision based on the information that you had. So for you to be angry at them, it's not going to assist you. So go to them, speak to them and make it to a point where both parties that is you and them are going to be comfortable because now you don't want to be all grumpy. You have children. Now you are all grumpy because you're paying this debt and um, it's affecting the whole situation at home. You do not want that, you know. So whenever you, you, you do this arrangement, make sure that it doesn't take away the things that make you happy as a person. Because when we are happy, we do good. And when we do good, we, we become more productive. And uh, there was a quote that I saw that says, money is not going to bring you happiness, but happiness will bring you money.
0: Yeah, I know. I, I can take that. I can have that. But yeah, I think we've spoken. we've spoken for more than an hour, you realize. But anyway... <laughs> I can speak. I know I can speak. I know I don't stop. <laughs> Which is fun. Um, so what is that one thing that you'd like somebody to take out of our conversation?
1: Ooh, ha ha. <laughs> that's a tough one for me, eh? Because we, we've said a, quite a mouthful. No, but, but one
0: thing me, that they can just take out. Or one thing that one they thing. can just
1: remember. Yeah. For me, be honest with yourself. The only way you can change your situation is uh, for you to be honest with yourself with the current situation and uh, bring it to awareness. Then once you are honest and you are aware, the healing process will start easily. That's, that's for me um, very important. Thank you. Thank you to
0: everybody that has been listening to us. So, Pelisa, as I said, is the author of the book, Healing the Wounds of Debt. It's a very easy read. I must say, I think I read it in in one, in a day. In a day, <laughs> in a day I was literally <laughs> done with it. It's a very easy read, very um, good points to take out. If you're really feeling that you're stuck and you're in a bad
1: space, it is worth it is worth the time how much is it pelisa it's 230 okay 230 a copy excluding delivery you are also you are also distributing so whoever wants to
0: buy the book <laughs> and i would <will> recommend <laughs> that they buy the book if you're really really finding yourself in 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 a you don't have to be in a bad situation but i think it gives us a different perspective to where that come from and and how we can really deal with it. So on my mm. website, you can buy from there, and my website is um, www.changeconversations.co.za and you'll be able to grab a copy. Um, but besides that, I think I think for me it was it was worth everything, and and it found me in the journey. I had already started the journey, so when I read it. Everything that um, I had had a coach who was helping me out, it just solidified all the things that I was, uh, I was dealing with. And, and I think it's a very useful resource to have. And it talks about budgeting, but this is not about budgeting. This is about your mindset. And, and that's the important part of, of that. So it's worth, it's worth the money and it's worth the time if you really want to change um, your life and your money stories.
1: Pelisa, I am so grateful for the time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, I had a good time, eh? <laughs> oh, thank you. And I do this thing so last minute, but I, I'm always <laughs> grateful when people say,
0: yes, I'll be on. I'll be there. <laughs> and <laughs> thank you. And and I hope you continue to, to impact people when it comes to, to money and it's something that I'm really quite passionate about and for our kids to have a better to have better lives you know and to have better different stories than the stories that we've had and and that for Mm. me is just my wish I think Mm. thank you so for anybody who's been hearing us please um, take the time to follow us
1: subscribe where do people find you how can I forget that (laughs) question Uh, I'm on Facebook most of the time, but everything um, is Pelisama Funda, every social media, Facebook, Pelisama Funda, Instagram, Pelisama Funda. Uh, I'm not that big on Twitter and also on LinkedIn, but um, I have a YouTube channel as well, which is Pelisama Funda. I, uh, I do these this kind of talks, but they are a bit shorter, and I'm speaking to myself there. I'm not having a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> And um, I've recently started a blog which I feel uh, is going to help a lot of people because I speak uh, money mindset, financial wellness, and the kind of lifestyle way because sometimes the words, the financial words can be so big for people to understand. but I'm trying to just to simplify it so that even, a person who comes from, you know, a background where reading is not a big thing, they can also read and understand. Okay, okay. And the blog is
0: also under Pelisa Mafunda, is it? Yeah, Pelisa Okay. No, that's great. Yeah. Thank you, Pelisa, for the time, and I really, really appreciate it. So, anybody Thank who wants a so book, much. you can either contact Pelisa directly, or you will mm-hmm. definitely find it um you can order on my website www.changeconversations.co.za thank you thank you for listening to change conversations if you enjoyed our show and you would like to help support the podcast Please share it with others and kindly post about it on your social media platforms. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram and YouTube at Change Conversations with Mbume. I am Mbume Ngubedaga signing out and I will see you again next week.